Uh, welcome to our uh, sixth episode of the Lebanese Physicians Podcast uh, today. Uh, and today, this will be a very important uh, interview for me. I actually, I'm interviewing a person who I uh, worked with and I, uh, I love a lot. Uh, it's Dr. Raja Shatila, uh, who is currently the Assistant Dean for uh, Graduate Medical Education at the Lebanese American University uh, uh, School of Medicine uh, and has been in, in Lebanon for a long time. Uh, Raja, I've worked hard on getting this interview with you, and I'm very happy today that I'm uh, talking to you. Uh, so, uh, can you tell us uh, more uh, about like your journey, your journey? And uh, I know you were in the U.S. before you uh, did your fellowship at uh, GI fellowship at Yale, and then uh, moved back to Lebanon. Can you tell us about your journey in Lebanon? I know, I know also that you're a very big advocate of the country and of uh, trying to make things uh, better in it. Uh, well, thank you so much, Khalil. It's so uh, nice to uh, see you and to talk to you. And we definitely miss you. Um, uh, so where, where can I start? I guess it's been a long time since, um, as you mentioned, I went back to Lebanon. So I uh, did uh, my last part of training was at Yale University where I did my fellowship. And I was planning uh, at the time to stay in the United States. Uh, we were working on my visa, so I got uh, what's called the O-1 visa at the time. And uh, I wanted to go back to finish my paperwork and see my family. And then when I came back, I really uh, had big second thoughts about the whole uh, mission. So I thought, well, um, I mean, this is my, my true plan was according to what I uh, what, what I left for was to get the best training I could and that I would want to come back and to serve my country uh, men and women and so uh, those thoughts came very strongly back and um, you know how it is Lebanon and in Lebanon we have uh, really um, strong family and social ties and uh, these matter a lot so family life and uh, social connections are uh, quite strong, everybody knows everybody. And and I thought coming back would make a difference. And so I decided to stay. Yep. Uh, it was, uh, yes, it was, uh, uh, I'm sure that I left some people uh, a bit upset because they were betting on me coming back to fulfill certain duties uh, beyond the schedule, clinic time, etc. But then my mind was set. I wanted to stay back in Lebanon. It was a bifurcation, a crossroad. So I would either I would just come back to Lebanon and or I would have to stay for a much longer time in the United States. And my choice was uh, um, uh, it's time to, to go back home. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't easy. I don't know if this is what you want to hear, uh, Khalil. Uh, no, I, I yeah, just I, I know because I, I I know that that it's it's not easy, but I know that also you are a very big uh, advocate uh, for your patients and for the yeah. and for the uh, residents, and I think throughout your career you've been an advocate for that and for helping a lot of uh, needy yeah. patients uh, out. Uh, yes, I wanted to hear yeah. your slightly a bit about your experience in, in, in Lebanon and I and also about I'm very impressed by your dedication to, to the profession in Lebanon and to furthering it and to your patients too. Yes. So um, 
So um, as I was saying, it wasn't easy also to um, to start the career in Lebanon. Yeah, yeah. So you know how it is in the United States. Things are sort of the system is running. It's all set up. You just join. You 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 go in 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 like in a puzzle, and you just uh, everything is working. You have the patients coming. In Lebanon, it's different. You had to actually struggle to build a name, to build your reputation, to be, to build your career. But uh, all the time, it was um, uh, working for a mission. You wanted to give the best uh, um, medical care you could for people who would otherwise not. Uh, uh, maybe not have uh, that opportunity. So uh, it didn't take a long for people to get to know me and for um, for me to start uh, building that practice. And because I always loved to teach, I wanted to associate with um, a university uh, hospital. Um, but I wasn't successful. When I first came, I wasn't successful. So uh, although when I went to the United States, I went to have particular training in hepatology, having a position when I would come back, that didn't happen. So I worked in a, um, a private hospital, and then eventually I started working also at, um, at Rafiq Hariri University Hospital, where I was involved in um, the supervision and training of uh, residents and students from AUB and from the Lebanese University. And then eventually, uh, and also Beirut Arab University. And then in 2009, I uh, joined the um, uh, LAU. And this was really um, finally uh, what where I wanted to be. I always wanted to be in an academic in an academic atmosphere. I did. I although it was nice initially, I established an endoscopy unit in um, in uh, the hospitals where I worked. There was no endoscopy. Everything was done in the OR. So it was nice to create uh, things. But then uh, now I feel a bit more settled, and I'm really more involved in teaching the students and in supervising the residents. And uh, and 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 so this is very nice. And everything was going more or less in in, um, in in the right direction till things started uh, really uh, going uh, really bad uh, over the last two to three years over the two uh, you, you see yeah, that's that's when i that's when i moved back myself i think right <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes exactly exactly um very unfortunate times but um so uh, the leadership in Lebanon really uh, were given a good opportunity to make something better, but they really flunked big time. And it was always accusations, accusations, back and forth, and everything was in limbo. And it was just um, a disaster waiting to happen. And this is what happened. I mean, eventually all uh, the economic meltdown, uh, the, the um, protests in the streets back in um, uh, in October 2019, soon to be followed with the uh, eruption of the COVID in uh, in December in China, and to arrive in Lebanon, the first case was uh, in February. February. And from there on, it was you know the story. It was really from bad to worse and nonstop downhill. Right. Right. So, so it, it has been uh, very difficult. So we had an acute devaluation of the currency. 
So uh, we used to have, as you know, 1,500 Lebanese liras equals $1, and now all of a sudden uh, in the black market it's up to 9,000. But not only that, all our money was confiscated by this big uh, scheme, so you cannot withdraw your money, you cannot take your money, you cannot use it. And this really put a lot of pressures all of a sudden on people, for example, who have their kids studying uh, in Lebanon, they had to pay their tuitions, our own uh, residents, students, um, everything uh, changed overnight almost, within days. Uh, things were really in a very bad situation. So we, um, as far as residents are concerned, um, we, we, of course, you know that we, we uh, at the moment, we were working towards getting accreditations and getting right. what we right. call ACG and EI accreditation. And so everything was uh, put on hold. Um, and then, uh, although we don't have the American board because it's not given outside the United States, so right. we were just settling for having them do the training exams every year. I'm talking about the different specialties. Right, right. I know, because I, I was... I was... I was I started the fellowship and we did one in training exam when I was there for the fellowship too. We we're doing it for all and we we're doing it for all the residents yes, at the time. Yes, even for fellowship. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so residents and fellowships. We have we have around four or five different fellowships in addition to the seventeen different programs. Now with the with the economic situation and the pressure on the hospital and the university. Um, we're having to cut corners. So now we're asked to try to contain costs as much as we can. And so we're always thinking of how to save money, uh, maybe to do it, to do the training exams every other year, or maybe just to do these training exams for the senior years. Or So these are all thoughts in the process. So this year we managed to deliver the training exams for, for all those programs, except for the programs where the training was in August, at the time of the blast, so we, we didn't. And, uh, but, yeah. uh, so this is where we are now. It's uh, it's a lot of hardship. We're having a lot of um, um, attrition. Uh, so many of the residents are leaving prematurely the program. People who never wanted to leave the country are having, uh, are applying elsewhere. So we're really drained on every aspect yeah, drained yeah. because we're having this brain drain our best applicants our best residents our best trainees want to leave our students our best physicians and teachers like yourself also um, have left us and so it's really this year was a dark year for lebanon and for uh, for our university yeah, and for yeah. the country as a whole yeah and i, and I see and i, and I see but, the, um, but, yeah Go ahead. But you know, um, I, I still was thinking. I was thinking, and you know, things in Lebanon couldn't have continued the way they were. Too much corruption and people not getting asked of what are you doing with with what you're stealing. Right. And so, although it sounds like very bad how it is, I am hoping that this will be. This has to bring major change, and. Um, there's a very nice uh, saying in French. Uh, my husband is a Franco francophone, so he uh, knows how to say it better. But you cannot make egg, a, a cake without breaking eggs. So we're in the breaking eggs phase of the cake making, hopefully. So things must turn to the better, 
even with COVID, uh, I'm sure with the vaccine and everything. So there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, it's just that we have to uh, go through this uh, bottleneck that we're passing through right now. And I'm hoping that it has to change. It cannot keep going down. Uh, right, is, exactly, uh, exactly. I mean, things happen for a reason. It may be happening to to make people yes. wake up and say, you know what, this what we were living was not was not the correct way, and maybe things need to need to change yes. at this point, and this will stimulate people to change the status quo that's been there for the past thirty years or even more, I guess, uh, in that yes, from that standpoint. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we touched. I mean, I mean, I think we touched on the university having trouble, right, uh, paying for in-service exams, for outside money, and that is because of the limitations that the banks in Lebanon are putting on what we call fresh dollars or dollars exactly. paid outside the country. And I think, do you see, as, as a system for GME, do you see that that is also affecting the, because I know when I was there too, I felt it was affecting the students, their psychological well-being even, and the residents. So do you see it's yes. affected the residents and students' ability to, to even leave the country and go outside or to apply for uh, exams outside? Yes, it, it, it's definitely affecting uh, uh, them uh, uh, psychologically for sure. Now, we're trying to mitigate that by uh, doing a lot of counseling sessions, group sessions, group uh, sessions, yes, uh, as well as uh, we're hooking people who are more uh, fragile with uh, psychiatrists to do one-to-one -one, um, psychiatric counseling. Uh, that sort of thing. The, the, the good lessons about um, uh, all this, uh, the two traumas that we've been through, the crisis of the COVID and, um, and the blast afterwards, was really the, the lesson, the big lesson learned that maybe we needed to pay more attention to the uh, well-being of uh, residents and students and all our, our trainees. So we're trying to now uh, incorporate programs that uh, consider uh, maybe uh, every several weeks or something like that, maybe to give somebody, people time just for well-being, to counsel, to the, the stress, to... These are things that we're starting to think about. Uh, because undoubtedly, uh, these are uh, areas that we didn't pay too much attention to. Uh, we, we always thought of ourselves as being very resilient. And indeed, I think... Um, you know, uh, being uh, somebody who is a generation of the civil war, uh, we, we could see that um, we were more, we were strong, we were tough, and our residents and trainees who are younger and now seeing the blast, for example, they they went through uh, acute generalized anxiety situations and something like maybe PTSD-like um, uh, things. But now uh, most of the people are out of it. We don't have a lot who have needed to resolve to medications. It was all due to counseling. But right. what, what the unfortunate part about this, uh, the blast, is that people who were thinking back and forth whether to stay or leave now are more um, for leaving. And this is what really uh, saddens me personally. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but this is how it is. And, and that is why I hope like this, I mean, I, I know it's always there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't, I think there's nothing that, that stays the same. And I hope that light starts showing soon uh, so people will uh, decide to stay, right? Uh, and, uh, yeah, or come back. Or come, or come back. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Because if they, if they leave and they stay outside for a long time, then it's going to be harder for them to, 
to come back if it takes a long time for things to uh, to get better. So, so do, do you see that there there could be a role? I mean, that's that's what, what we think we were talking about it before we started this this uh, podcast interview. I think. Do you see that there's a role potentially for uh, physicians and uh, other Lebanese living outside of Lebanon in terms of trying to help uh, help uh, the the trainees in Lebanon uh, be able to achieve, I guess, their dreams, be able to. Uh, go train outside because because I mean it's good to stay in Lebanon but also it's good always for them to leave do the training somewhere else and potentially if they want to come back then come back and help the country uh, do you see that there could yeah. be a role for that yes I think absolutely there is I think uh, it doesn't take a lot for people just to to come together and to try to help if uh, if there is the will and I think that uh, once there is a will to help there are a lot of things that can be done so, um, so if, for example, um, first of all, we, in view of the COVID worldwide, worldwide, um, maybe we can. Um, first of all, I think what we need to address is the status of Lebanon as a country with the WHO. We really need to uh, readdress that. They keep considering us as a middle-income country or a moderate-income country, whereas we're really an impoverished country with more than 60% of the Lebanese population below poverty level. So I think uh, if we can have connections with the WHO so that they, they reclassify Lebanon, because immediately that puts down a lot of uh, the burden from a lot of the uh, platforms for education. You know, many of the educational resources that are good level resources are for pay. They are not free. But if you are coming from a poor country, immediately there's a different bracket of salary, of prices to, okay. to subscribe with these platforms. So this is something that we can do and we shouldn't. And then I think we need to create a fund or something uh, of that sort. Um, the fund should be... Uh, for example, to enable uh, students who want to do their steps to be able to do them, at least we can give opportunities. Maybe we can uh, put a grid for those who are really, um, uh, really interested in going to uh, give them a chance to do these tests just for once, maybe, so we can su subsidize the, the the fee and we can help out that way. So if we create a fund for those who needed to do tests to to join programs outside to to, to go for the match um, and i think we have a lot of expatriates a lot of lebanese in um, in the united states and um, if we can create this uh, uh, sort of fund to donate uh, it shouldn't take a lot to be able to help a lot of students here. Right, right. And as I said, immediately, if you say that you're coming from a really poor, poor income country, the prices of those tests they sh should be also lower. Go down. So this is what I think. I, I definitely think we need to do something. Yeah. I know we shouldn't. The, the, the hardest thing that can affect someone if, 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 you, is if you kill their dream, we, we should never uh, stop dreaming. Because it is always with dreams that you achieve your heights, you go places, and and this is um, this is the the most important thing to to keep alive is to keep people's dreams alive, um, and of course people have the right to go pursue education outside training outside, but they should never forget their country, right? Because, right. Because uh, this is where they need to uh, come back and uh, give back. Right, 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 exactly. And I think people can help 
hopefully uh, people who, who have left or people who have stayed, they can help from wherever they, uh, they are, I think. Uh, and do you think, and one, one, one question I have with this fund, I think creating this fund is, is, a, is a good way of doing it. Uh, do you think there's an avenue, let's say, through LAU? Uh, because I think it could be created as a fund for all universities, it could be created with each separate university uh, alone. Do you think there could be an avenue through LAU to do that? Well, yes, because LAU has uh, has an office in New York, right, right, and it has an account that is a U.S. account. So right. that, then you can deposit that money in um, in that uh, account. The only thing is that uh, whoever runs this fund needs to have to, to be fair and to give equal opportunity for all. I think it's time to come together and stop this segregation. Um, after all, whether the student is coming from the Lebanese University, from the American University, from the Lebanese American University, they are all Lebanese who are looking for the, the fulfillment of their dreams. Right, and right. Uh, I really am for uh, unity rather than just uh, segregation. Uh, whether to do it under the umbrella of LAU or um, it, I think, yes, it can be doable as long as, uh, and, and I'm sure that with the LAU, we can um, have somebody who, who gives that opportunity to all students who want to apply. So right, not right. to restrict it. Exactly, exactly. And I think to give it to the best students too, like according to, to their Yes, whoever uh, applies the merit. best should take it. Exactly, according to merit and stuff like that. So, and how is uh, how is the Corona situation right now in in, in Lebanon? I know it's uh, or at least at the hospital at Rizal. We were doing we were doing very well with the Corona situation situation Khalil till the blast. After the blast, we, we started to see those numbers jumping Increase. to 500, 800 cases, etc. And they haven't gone down really. Only recently, maybe a little bit of uh, with the recent lockdown. A little bit of curtailment in the numbers, but but we're seeing a lot of numbers of uh, COVID. Right. Um, and uh, I think um, if the uh, lockdown continues a little bit longer, we might be able to recontain the situation pending the arrival of the vaccines. Because now we're uh, expecting uh, the WHO has donated a good um, a sum, a sum of money to um, to get vaccines, and then there are also private uh, sectors getting uh, different forms of vaccine. I think we're going to get like all sort all vaccines will be available in the Lebanese market. Um, the the uh, Pfizer one, I don't know about Moderna, but Pfizer, the Russian one, the Chinese one, every sort of vaccine available. Yeah, yeah. We will have our. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon. That way, we can. Uh, that way, at least the number of infections will start uh, will start going down. Because I know it's a big it's a big drain on resources too. These patients get admitted, they stay for a long time, and yes. require a lot of yes. medical yes. care. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. And a very sad, very bad disease. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Raja, for uh, for taking the time to talk to me. I think just to summarize uh, what we've talked about, I think the. We talked about the financial situation uh, in Lebanon, which has uh, affected or and is affecting the uh, the ability of universities to pay for outside uh, exams uh, and 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 anything basically anything that needs uh, outside dollars uh, for their for the residents and students, and it's also affecting. Uh, 
the students and residents themselves in terms of their abilities to uh, to uh, to sit for their uh, exams that need to be done uh, outside the country. Uh, do you have anything else uh, to add to this, or? No, I I, 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 I want to commend you. I want to commend you on um, on the idea. I think I really uh, we're lucky that uh, you're thinking along those lines, and it's always uh, good to see this enthusiasm and the willingness to to help. Uh, this is something that. Uh, I admire in you, Khalil, and um, keep it up. We need your support. And I admire that in you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Raja. Thanks.